The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Alex Jones comes out as a cannibal. There's a disease out there that's worse than the disease of vampirism. And then we take a look at a bizarre conspiracy theory that's just starting to surface. Is it possible that a series of reviews left on a Google review website can actually lead us to a transmission from the year 2057, today on Dead Rabbit Radio? Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Dead Rabbit Radio. I'm your host, Jason Carpenter. I'm having a great day. I hope you guys are having a great day too. We got a ton of stuff to cover. I hope you guys had a great weekend, but still, saying that... No time to talk. We got a lot of stuff to cover. First off, we're going to shout out to our newest Patreon, Alexandra Watts. Alexandra, thank you so much for supporting the show. You will be our captain of our vehicles for today. Really, really appreciate it. If you can't support the Patreon, that's fine too. Just help get the word out about the show. That really, really helps out a lot. Like I said, we got a lot of stuff to cover. Alexandra, you fire up that carpenter copter. While you're doing that, I'm pulling my laptop. While you're doing all the pre-engine check stuff, hands are all oily. Pulling up on my laptop. Let's take a look at this video here. Recently, Alex Jones, Alex Jones to me is a character. I'm sure he's an actual biological human. I'm not saying that he is a hologram, but I think the Alex Jones, the human, and Alex Jones at this point has become a flanderization of a conspiracy theorist. That's how I always see it. He's just a character, really. This recent clip that came out with Alex Jones really makes me think he's not a character. He's a performance artist. Because what's the one thing you know about... What's the one thing... I shouldn't say you know. What's the one thing you would assume about Alex Jones? That he was very well prepared for anything that comes his way, right? I'm sure that he has a nice legal assortment of weapons. And I'm sure he has a huge amount of food. One, he's, I know he sells... or I, I, I used to watch the show back in the day. He sold like those MREs. Those You could buy a year's worth of food on a, on a, like, a pallet. Those survivalist stuff. I'm sure the one thing that he is, in in this time of crisis where everyone's locked in their house, I'm sure the one thing he's not hurting for is food. I'm sure he's been preparing for this for a long time. Now, he shares joint custody of two daughters with his ex-wife. And, of course, a parent's going to want to watch out for their kids, right? But let me play you this clip. Let me play you. It's actually a series of clips. Let me play you this series of clips of him talking about what may happen in the near future. I'm starting to think about having to eat my neighbors. You think I like sizing up my neighbor, how I'm going to haul him up by a chain and chop his ass up? I'll do it. But I'm literally looking at my neighbors now and going, I'm ready to hang them up and gut them and skin them and chop them up. You know what? I'm ready. My daughters aren't starving to death. I'll eat my neighbors. When my baby's coming to the equation, I will cook your ass up so fast. And I'll tell them, oh, I killed a cow out back, baby. Here it is, because my babies ain't going to die for your crap, your failure. I will eat your leftist ass like corn on the cob. I'm ready. I'll barbecue your ass flat. I will eat you. 
I'll drink your blood. You understand that? I will, I will hang your ass up and cut you into cutlets like a filet mignon and grill your ass before I watch my daughter starve to death. You know, let me tell you something right now. I swear to God, if it's the last thing I do, I'm going to get my hands around your throat. That's an act. That's, that's a joke, right? Like, that's not... He, he said those things. He really did say those things. That's not true. I, that's not true. That's not true. You have years worth of food. At least a year worth of food. You're not going to lie to your kid. Oh, hey, I, I just slaughtered this cow. As you realize the cow has five fingers and a wedding ring. Also, who's he living next to if his neighbors are a bunch of leftists? And do I have to say this? Corn on the cob is one of the most delicious foods. And it's great because it's like super messy. You get butter dripping off your chin. But is not comparable to a corn on the cob. An arm? Oh, dude, I'll eat your arm like a corn on the cob. That would have worked. Can you imagine taking a human butt? And dude, heaven help you if you're doing it like, like down the crack. Like I was just imagining from cheek to cheek like corn on the cob. But if you're like spreading that, ugh, gross. I don't care. I don't care if my neighbor's butt is attached to someone who I'm not politically aligned with. I'm not eating it like corn on the cob. If I was starving, I'm still not eating like corn on the cob. Filet mignon, maybe? A rump roast? I love it, too, because basically when he says, I'll drink your blood, I was like, oh, he believes that Ellen DeGeneres is eating babies. Like, the whole clip is perfect. What I love about it, and again, it's a series of clips. He's he's saying other stuff in between this, but this is just the cannibal eating stuff. It's almost like he made his point in the first... It's, that clip is about a minute, ten seconds long. He made his point in the first... Five, six seconds, right? I'll eat you. If I run out of food, I'll eat you and I'll feed my kids. He just goes on and on. And it's just perfect. Perfect Alex Jones. And I really do think, again, that it's character. His ex-wife doesn't, though. She's trying to use this as evidence that he wants to murder his neighbors. Which, again, I don't think he's going... I could, you know, again, I could be wrong. I'm pretty sure I'm right that Alex Jones... In the early days, he really believed that he was a 9-11 truther. Nowadays, I think he's... A, a, it's a character. I don't think it'll work. However, I don't. I, and when I say I don't, I, when I say I don't think it'll work, I don't mean you can't murder people and eat them. That can work. It's been proven to work. I don't think this will work to help take away custody of the kids. The FDA though has stepped in, and apparently he was saying that his supplements. He's known for two things: being a conspiracy theorist and selling supplements. He was marketing one of his colloidal silver supplements. Why would you do this, Alex? I don't. I mean, you're you're a reasonably smart dude. And you've dug some holes and you've fallen into them. And, and again, that happens to everyone in the medium. You knew when you said that your supplements could treat COVID-19 that the extra $10,000 worth of supplements you sold that month would not be worth having the federal government take a look at you. I, I don't get it. I don't get it. But I, if, if, if his neighbors start disappearing, if we start finding human butts with those little corn cob holders poked on either side... We know who to look for, but otherwise, I think it's just hyperbole. And a man, you know, you have to wonder a man who has a year's supply worth of food, even, even the thought of eating his neighbors crossing his mind, that is weird. And you're like, Jason, it doesn't matter how much food someone has, it's always weird. I don't know. Alexandra, you got the carpenter copter ready. We are headed out to New York. I found this website the other day. It blew my mind. I spent probably two hours on the website. I went to every single page I could find. 
because it was gold. And we'll be covering it a couple more times during this week, or we might spread it out a little bit more, depending on how you guys receive it. But it's a website that, oh, God, it's like gold to me. It is totally, it's like a web 1.0 website. You got animated little gift banners. There's a there's a visitor counter. Every time someone new visits the page, it goes up by one. Remember those, dude? I love those. And the name of it is so generic, you can't help just be charmed by this. Black background, blue lettering, and it's updated to this day. This isn't some old thing. Vampirewebsite.net. Vampirewebsite.net. And you know the guy who started, I believe his name is Steven, goes, Oh, I can't believe I got it. Vampire website. That was that was the generic title I really wanted to sell my vampire lifestyle. Steven, and I could be getting his wrong and his name wrong, but it doesn't matter. What's important is he is a real life vampire. He's a 100% authentic vampire. He drinks human blood. And he has a lot of really good tips on this website. One, hang out with emo. This is 100% a serious website, okay? This is not... Okay, let me say this. If this is a parody website, this guy needs to quit whatever job he has and go write for every comedy show possible at the same time. Because it convinced me that I'm 100%... Okay, I'm 98% sure that this is a real, legit website. Because there is... It it has to be. It has to be. The the amount of lunacy available in this... However, he does say this is one of the things that I found way late in my research that made me think this might be suspicious. He does say that vampires should hang out with emo people because they like to cut cut themselves anyways. So there's always blood hanging out. He goes... This 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 vampire lord, the dark vampire King Stephen, believes that you shouldn't kill people, which is good. You should tell Alex Jones that before he starts eating people. You should take the blood willingly. So he takes has hypodermic needles. He finds emo kids. They have to be over eighteen, though. He's very clear on that. He is not. He may be a bloodthirsty creature of the night, but he's not a pervert. He sticks the needles in people over the age of eighteen. And then pulls out their blood and then drinks it, right? Like I, but you feel like that wouldn't be super nutritious. No human blood is nutritious, but like you put it in your, like you spray it in your mouth, like it's that breath spray, or do you get a bunch of vials and then like fill a tomato full of it and then like eat the tomato? I don't know. I'm not a vampire, but it's a good thing I'm not a vampire because according to his web, according to his website, vampires can grow old and die. So, what's the point of being a vampire if you're not immortal? You, you just want a crippling addiction to he- hemoglobin? Oh, yeah, sign me up. The whole point of being a vampire is being super strong, super fast, which he says that vampires can still be super strong and super fast. However, they simply age slowly, can get diseases, and die. Well, then that's not cool, man. You have all the powers of Superman, and then as you're stopping a crime and bullets are flying at you, the guy's like, except you're not bulletproof! Like, if I'm going to turn into a a wretched spirit, I want to be able to live forever. I guess maybe not. I guess you don't want to be miserable forever. Anyways, so I learned, hang out with emo kids. I learned that vampires get sick and old. They just age much slower. And I learned this most important lesson, because I just went to the, I was researching another story and clicked on a link and it brought me here. 
And at the top of the page, in bright red, blood red, I should say, blood red lettering, everything else is black background, blue writing, it says, "Very is very important notice for us vampires out there, or vampire wannabes. Quote, <laughs> Vampires aren't immune to the coronavirus. Whoa! Oh my god, I didn't think. When I was sitting there in full-blown mental delusion, thinking I was actually a creature of darkness that drank human blood to survive, I did not think that an actual real disease could kill me, a made-up creature. But he lets us know. The master of midnight, Stephen, lets us know. Here's a quote. Though vampires are more resilient to catching viruses and less affected by viruses if they do get sick, no one is immune to coronavirus. If you know that you are sick with the coronavirus, you should quarantine yourself by remaining indoors and avoiding contact with other people as much as possible for two weeks. So it's nice to know that the vampire lords do follow CDC guidelines, but you're a virus, bro. The whole point of vampires is that they drain life and turn you into a vampire. You are, you're, you're worse than the coronavirus. You've plagued the globe for centuries. Oh, but stay indoors. What? He goes on to then list death rates for the current Wildly wrong death rates right now. And again, it's updated to the day. But when I checked this on April 29th, 2020, it said they had a fatality rate of 7.09%. It's 100% not true. 100% not true. Not only is the king of chaos, Stephen, here, Wrong about whether or not vampires exist. It's like they say it's anywhere between 0.1 to 0.04. When we, but why? I don't even know why I'm looking at actual data because I have a real life vampire here who can tell me about this. He then goes on to let us know how dangerous the coronavirus. A vampire, a vampire who wants to drink emo kids over 18, emo adults' blood. Are there emo adults? I think at that point you just become goth. I think they're like Pokemon. They start off as emo, and then they evolve into goth, and then they just evolve into someone who works at a call center. That's their final form. You're a, you're a living virus, right? Yeah, vampires are a are a parasite. There's nothing symbiotic about it. No one wants you around. You're a creature of misery. You're the virus, bro. You're the ones that we quarantine ourselves from. There is no... This guy has no sense of irony to be wearing, he has full fangs and a cape, and he's like, stay in your house. But after 14 days, feel free to visit the industrial club on Marcus Street. I will be there to drain your blood safely, however. How would a vampire, if this is true, it's, no, okay, wait, let me take that back. This is, this is not true in the sense that vampires don't have to worry about getting coronavirus, because vampires don't exist, but... How would you go about being a monster like this in an age of something like coronavirus? I know there has always been that thing about, like, do vampires get AIDS and how AIDS have affected the vampire community. But because AIDS was an immune disease, I, I think in, in the internal logic of vampires, AIDS is an immune disease system. It's a, an immune system disease is what I mean. Vampires don't have an immune system because they're dead. But according to this guy, he is, they're still alive. They're just normal people who like to drink the blood of emo kids. 
That's his definition of vampire. <laughs> That's his definition of the vampire. Yes, you can get coronavirus. I just find it super. And how are they dealing with this? How are they dealing with the quarantine themselves? It's been a month and a half. Have they been stocking up blood? Whoa, I did not even think about this. What if Alex Jones is really one of these vampires, dude? He is aging quite slowly. He sells colloidal silver to cure COVID-19. That could be to trick all of the werewolf members of his audience. And finally, the long war between the lichen and the vampires will be over because they all listen to Alex Jones. Alex Jones, AJ, always juicy. He's talking about you. He wants to eat your cake. Corn cob on the ass. Anyways, that being aside, vampirewebsite.net. You should know if you're a vampire right now, if you're listening to this episode and you didn't know about that amazing website, I might have just saved your life. You might have been ready to break quarantine and being like, what? Coronavirus can't get me. I'm an undead creature from hell. But remember, here are the symptoms. Pink eye. How would you even have these symptoms as a vampire? A cough? Or maybe you're just coughing. <laughs> okay, with that joke, Alexandra fire up the carpenter copter. She's just looking at me. She's like, uh-uh. She, everyone else takes off on the carpenter copter without me after that joke. Now I'm walking all alone. We're actually headed back to America. So being we all teleport, I don't care if you guys flew away without me. We're all in America right now. This is a really weird one. We're at the Anza Borrego State Park in Borrego Springs, California. This one, I got to give a shout out to some Twitter followers because we get to a piece of the story where I had to kind of reach out. So I want to give a shout out to Jay Hold, Jack El Pato, Sam, and Caden. All of them helped me out on this. And I got to say this too. This is a story that may be a LARP. And we kind of get to something of the ending where you may go, well, that's fake. But it could be a LARP, 100%. What I think is weird is that it seems to be a very long LARP. That was one, just discovered. Two, kind of hard to discover in the first place. It it could be, but it seems like a real long con on this one. This is weird. Okay, so, uh, and this this was Vinny. He's at Gruel Society. He was posting all this stuff. And all these are in the show notes. So Anza Borrego State Park is a state park in Borrego Springs, California. We actually did a story. I think we did two stories about that area. One of them was the skeleton with the glowing light in his chest. And I... I, I know that one was one of those stories. Well, on April 3rd, 2020, Vinny starts talking about this weird thing that him and his friend Jason have found on a review website of the state park. So right there, you think LARP, right? These guys are trying to start some sort of ARG. But all of these things they find are years and years past, four or five years ago. There was an earthquake in March 2020 in Anza Borrego State Park. There was an earthquake. And Vinny says that his friend Jason sent him some reviews about the Anza Borrego State Park. Now, that's not weird. People review all sorts of stuff, right? You go to a park, you're like, what? There was no parking. (laughs) Okay, I'm done with those. Like, oh, you know, it was too arid. I thought I was going to be able to, like, I don't know, like, see some deer, but it was a desert. I was one star, you know, stuff like that. But anyways, there's a series of reviews about the Anza Borrego State Park from a couple years ago, three, four years ago. They're written in Spanish. And Google automatically translates them. And this was the first one that was noted. Quote, In the future, there will be survivors of a VTR catastrophe for a transmission of the future. And that's all it says. I actually verified that that is in the Google reviews for Anza Borrego State Park. That's all it says. What? What does that even mean? 
Vinny and Jason begin digging up these other reviews. So then you have these other reviews, other questionable reviews pop up. Two of them have a set of coordinates, and both of these came about in 2018. Both of these reviews are written by different people in 2018. There are coordinates that point to a mountain in the Anza Borrego State Park. 33.081, So that's the longitude and latitude. One of the quotes says, the coordinates, is the help location and is about 1,200 meters from the place in 42 years. Please attend. It is something we may not know in that year, but as long as we keep it in mind. Here's some other reviews. These are all written by different people. One review says, VTR virus is here. Another review says, Okoko, we'll know if you do not have an in-process evacuation there. Another review, Black Hole NASA virus. We have another review. Still, these are a few years ago. To tell the truth, and this one was written in English. This one wasn't a Google Translated one. To tell the truth, I do not know very well the reality of the message received from NASA. But with the age that I will have, I hope I can keep following those coordinates to keep up with the information. It seems to be a current of beliefs in the beyond what happens at the moment. But, well, we do not lose anything, I suppose. When I said this was not Google Translate, that does not mean that it was it was well written. But I'll, I'll continue here. But, well, we do not lose anything, I suppose. We should do something so that NASA stops hiding things like this. Even though the rest of the world does not matter at all. There are many possibilities of these people are rescued, so not to end up that way. We eventually get to a review that seems to kind of start to make sense of this stuff. And this was a Google Translate one. In the year 2057, there will be a virus called VTR. It is new to babies. It is close to the Mexico border. NASA captured an audio of this place, and there will be only 250 survivors. So now the mystery is getting a little more concrete. First off, it could be a glitch. It could be bad at Google Translate. But looking through these reviews, you think, why are we getting, where are they getting stuff like VTR virus? Where are they getting the coordinates from in the first place? Where's the year 2057 coming from? But you keep seeing people mentioning this. Now, this is also where I have to reach out to Twitter for some information because we start to see something called Underground Base 101, which is from Fallout 3. So at this point, I'm thinking, is this some sort of, again, is this some sort of, like, game gone wrong? Is it possible that Vinny and Jason, when they were looking through these reviews and stumbling down this rabbit hole, that they didn't recognize the reference Underground Base 101? So we'll get to that in a second, but that is something that they start talking about. Now, just because it's called Underground Base 101, does that mean that everything else is to be dismissed. Not yet, not yet. But let's talk about how they're getting this information, how they're getting these quotes and everything like that. So in 2016, on June 24th, 2016, so predating even the earliest review, the earliest review was three years ago. This video came out four years ago. There was a video put out on YouTube, and, it, and, and there may be an earlier version on YouTube of this video. This was the earliest one I could find. It was titled, Help Message 2057. So this video, Help Message 2057, was uploaded on June 24th, 2016. It has about 39,000 views, which is not a lot as far as YouTube goes, especially a video that's four years old. 
It's on a channel known as Victor G with only 169 subscribers. There was one per- the first comment on this YouTube video, the guy says it was a Spanish translation. I had to translate it myself, but it basically said, this is from Fallout 3. This is a code that you hear when you first walk into Underground Base 101. This is a total LARP, blah, 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 blah. And, and to be fair, I'm actually taking a big gamble because it's possible that what I'm about to play you actually is from Fallout 3. And you're like, Jason, this, this is a video game. This is 100% a LARP. And you fell for it. I don't know. I reached out. I played this audio clip. I posted this audio clip on Twitter and asked people, is this from Fallout 3? And the people, I've never played the game. Uh, the people who I announced earlier, El Pato and Caden and Jack and Joel and Sam said, no. No, that's not from Fallout 3. But the first comment on this YouTube thing was, goes, that's on Fallout 3. And the very first time you get to base 101... This recording starts playing. I could not verify that. I went to the Fallout 3 wiki. I went to the Underground Base 101 wiki. I could find nothing to verify that. And so again, I'm taking a big chance here. You guys can be like, Jason, that's obviously video game. But the idea is this. This is the myth behind this sound clip I'm about. It's 10 minutes long. I'm not going to play the whole clip for you. But this is the myth. A NASA satellite picked up a transmission from the year 2057. It clearly says towards the end of the video. And you can, I, I, I would recommend you guys checking it out. The whole thing yourself. It's kind of interesting. I just can't play the whole 10 minutes. It says towards the end of the video. The year is 2057. We're in danger. We need your help. And supposedly the backstory to this is. I feel dumb even talking about this actually. Because again I it's probably a LARP. But anyway so here we go. As much as I was joking about Alex Jones putting out crazy stuff earlier. NASA intercepted a transmission from the future, and then somehow it escaped the NASA servers and got put on the dark web, and now it's back on the surface web. Okay, so let me play you some sound clip, and then we'll talk a little bit about it. Oh, and if you're wearing headphones, you might want to turn the volume down. I can only correct it so much. We're down here. We're down here. I repeat, we're down here. Hold your hands to 
So what he's saying, so this is the story. Again, you can listen the whole nine minutes. They're in an underground bunker at the coordinates I gave you earlier. So this is being sent from the year 2057. There's some virus called the VTR virus that has either wiped out most of humanity or wiped out anyone around them. They keep, the guy keeps saying all the animals have been killed. We don't have enough food, but it's never listed as like a global catastrophe. He's walking outside the bunker, and that's why it sounds like he's walking outside. He's like, I'm outside the bunker so I can get this transmission through. Of course, there's some... It's it's an interesting thing. If it is a LARP, it's an interesting thing. It's definitely a long con, right? Because this was released back in 2016, and then you just had a couple reviews here and there. Didn't really seem to come of anything. But the most likely answer, obviously, is, is someone's having a laugh, right? That, that's the most likely answer. But that's not the funnest answer all the time. Sometimes it's the most satisfying because it's actually an end to a mystery. Well, let's put on our conspiracy caps and look at this thing. I think it's an interesting conspiracy. I think it's a very well-built conspiracy. Because, one, you have to stumble across it. There are a lot of conspiracy theories I don't cover. They're so mainstream, right? You just kind of can't even avoid them. Moon landing's fake, everything like that. I like the conspiracy theories that you, that you stumble across. You kind of just have to find... Never be a news article written about this. You won't see the Daily Mail talking about this. Alex Jones isn't covering this, as far as I know. He might. He should. I think it's interesting. Let's pretend it's real, though, for a second. Let's pretend it's real. Let's think about how it could be real. Because what you would need... He apparently, the narrator of this video, seems to know that the fact that he's from the future is important. Because he ends the video saying, I'm going to tell you what the date is. I'm going to tell you what the date is. He like if I think about it, if I was talking to someone from May 2nd, 2020, when I'm recording this, I want to be like, hey, guess what? Guess what day it is? They'll be like, May 2nd, 2020. I'm like, exactly. Like, obviously, I wouldn't make a big deal about it, right? We live in the same time period. But if I was talking to someone from the past, you would have to kind of build them up to that. And he goes, I'll tell you what date it is. I'll tell you what date it is. It's February 17th, 2057. So it's specifically implied at the end of the transmission. And in the transmission, he does say these are my coordinates, which again, looking up Fallout 3, that game takes place in DC, I believe. I had to do a bunch of research on that. So that didn't match up either. And Underground Base 101 does have a transmission, but it's nothing like that. It's a little robot voice telling you about like some mission you went on or something or something like that. But it's interesting because he keeps asking for help. He's saying they're running out of food. They're running out of water. There's only 250 people left in this facility at these coordinates underneath the Anza Borrego State Park. It's the mount. It's a mountain. The, the, the GPS points specifically to a mountain in that park. First off, he's asking for assistance because they don't have a lot of food and water. It ends with him asking for help and vehicles. Help and vehicles is what he keeps saying. Which in this context, when someone's saying, I'm going to tell you what the day is, I'm going to tell you what the date is. Again, if he was trying to talk to people from the year 2057, they're like, yeah, get on with it. We know what date it is. We have a calendar. It makes me think that he knows he's speaking to the past. So could the vehicles he be asking for actually be time machine? Now, obviously, the whole thing, the most rational answer is that it's all fake. But again, it is an interesting mystery. It's built in an area that most of us will never be able to visit. Not because, you know, like we're afraid of skeletons with giant glowing orbs in their chest. But because you pretty much have to live in that area of California. You're not going to, 
you know, go, hey, baby, let's break the quarantine and drive out to a desert. Let's drive out to a state park. And then we're going to wander around the mountains for a while. You would, one, pretty much have to live in the area. Two, have to be comfortable with hiking around the mountains, looking for underground entrances and things like that. So it's in the perfect location. If it was, there's a house in Detroit, then if you go through the door, you can help us. We're from the year 2057. It'd be much easier to expose. But out in the middle of nowhere, literal nowhere, this is a perfect little mystery. What I think is odd was the progression of it. So let's now that we kind of know the order of things, this video, the earliest example we see is in 2016. People must have been plugging in these coordinates, finding out the coordinates point to Anza Borrego State Park, and then leaving reviews at the state park. So that's weird, right? They're not commenting on the YouTube video itself. They're going to a Google review site and leaving the reviews there in Spanish, which leads me to a very believable conspiracy theory because this happens all the time. And if you have a keen eye, you can spot it. I've spotted it one time to the point where I actually contacted an FBI agent and got the FBI involved. I spotted it one time back in 2002. I came across the code, came across the code online. And I was actually at my job at the time. I was working for Gateway Computers. An FBI agent was there. I contacted the FBI. just kind of turned around and said, hey, hey, special agent, what's up? He was there investigating. We were having this massive theft problem at Gateway. There was a guy at a Gateway store near us. The store manager was stealing plasma TVs. They were $4,000 a long time ago. I don't even think you can spend $4,000 on a television nowadays. Plasma TVs were $4,000, $3,900 to be specific. But... He was stealing the TVs out of his own inventory, selling them on eBay, and the feds got him. And the FBI agent was talking to my store manager, and I go, hey, can I can I ask you a question? And I told him the story, and I printed up the code, and he looks at it, and he's like, this is, this is weird. This is really, really weird, because it was on a forum where everyone was having normal conversations, and every so often someone would start speaking in a bizarre code, and then other people would respond in an equally bizarre code. And then mixed in with that was regular conversation. It's a way for spies, it's a way for it's a way for intelligence gathering communities to communicate with each other. What you do is you could have an agency wants to put out a message, they put out this video. I've talked about this before on the show. They put out the let's say that I'm a spy in Istanbul. I put a video out that no one will probably ever see. I'm not saying that Victor G is part of some sort of intelligence network, but I could have released an audio file full of all of the details of my report looking into Istanbul's politics or whatever. I'm a CIA agent. So I record a goofy audio track, put it on the internet. Now, it's just going to float around there, and if anyone stumbles across it, they will think nothing of it. They'll think it's gibberish, or they'll think it's fake, or they'll think it's actually a time travel. Really. This agent in country A wants to get a message to country B. And how does the people in country B communicate using the internet? You know the second part is all the agents who are assigned to this case go to Google reviews and leave reviews in coded messages as well. You go, Jason, that is more far-fetched than time travelers from the future. It's not. There's codes hidden in photographs, little GIFs and JPEGs all the time. You've come across, I can guarantee you, on your time on the internet, you have come across coded messages between intelligence agencies. They use the surface web because it's not suspicious. 
You just post weird stuff. No one's ever going to know. If you don't know the code, you'll never know it's there. So, to me, that's what this smells more like a spook operation than an actual time traveler. And that's definitely more believable that you have human assets in the field using these communications. And again, I'm not implying Victor G's part of this or Jason and Vinny, the Twitter people are. I'm just saying that that, it seems like that. It seems like that to me. Just because if it was just a video existing, I would just think somebody made a LARP video and said, oh, this came on the deep web and really it was him and his buddies in the basement. The fact that you have people, unrelated people, the fact that you have other people opening accounts to to review a state park online and leaving stuff referring to a video that only 40,000 people had seen over the course of five years is weird. I can understand a big blockbuster movie coming out and it takes place there and people leaving reviews. I get that. But this review, this little video that comes out and then you have people posting reviews talking about it. That seems like an odd combination. But again, we're talking about time travel from the year 2057, a VTR virus ravaging the planet, and 250 survivors trapped underground. So I guess in that case, the whole story's weird. But it's one of those interesting conspiracies that just gets lost in all of the moon landings and JFK and adrenochrome and all that stuff. All this normie conspiracy theories just kind of dominate the sphere. And these little guys just kind of slide right through. Could be a cry for help from a probably now long dead time traveler. Or that slipping through motion, that sliding underneath all the other nonsense on the internet, could be the perfect way to pass a message to your handler in Washington, D.C. that everything is going according to plan. DeadRabbitRadio at gmail.com is going to be our email address. You can also hit us up at facebook.com slash deadrabbitradio. Twitter is at Dead Rabbit Radio. Dead Rabbit Radio is your daily paranormal conspiracy and true crime podcast. You don't have to listen to it every day, but I'm glad you listened to it today. Have a great one, guys. Hey, 